the Acts of the Apostles and the Gospel of Luke are written by Luke, um, one of Saint Luke himself. And in both of these, right, in both of these uh, books, he begins by talking, by really presenting an account to a person named Theophilus. And Theophilus, the, the name actually means one who loves God. And so really Luke is writing this book to the one who loves God. And I hope if you're here this morning, that that's you. That what we're reading today, what we've read today, what we've, what we've heard through the gospels themselves is speaking to you as one who loves God. Today is the celebration of the ascension of the Lord. And after spending 40 days with his disciples and appearing to countless people, Jesus ascended into heaven. And as the creed we profess every Sunday proclaims, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. But why? I mean, why did Jesus leave Mary, his mother, and his disciples? Well, for, for me and for you, that's why. I mean, it was necessary for Jesus to go to the Father in heaven. He went to prepare a place for each one of us there. And he had to go in order to send us the Holy Spirit who teaches us and guides us in truth and strengthens us in our witness of him. Jesus had to ascend into heaven so that we could follow him where he goes. On our own, we cannot access God's life and happiness, but in Christ, we're now able to not only live a blessed and happy life, but to follow him to heaven. And so Jesus sits at the right hand of God in heaven for all eternity. Jesus has given dominion and glory and kingdom that will never pass away or be destroyed. And it is that kingdom for which we are all destined. While Jesus walked the earth and before he ascended into heaven, he had told his disciples on multiple occasions to be not afraid. With that in mind, he told them that he had to go away so that the Holy Spirit could come and empower them to be his witnesses. And this is what we are called to be as well, his witness in the world. Today, we are called to be his witness to those around us, to our family, our friends, to coworkers, to those we meet, everybody. But what does it mean to be a witness? The way we answer this question is important if we're going to understand what Jesus is calling us to do as his baptized Christians. To the modern world, a witness is commonly understood as someone who testifies on behalf of a person or to an event that he or she has seen with their own eyes or for which they have firsthand knowledge. This is common understanding of serving as a witness in a courtroom. Such a witness is meant to establish the truth so that a proper judgment is rendered by the appropriate authority. As followers of the Lord Jesus, we are called to serve as witnesses to our faith. To be a witness to Christ is to demonstrate by our words, our actions, and the attitude that we have towards the mysteries that we have seen, heard, and believe in our hearts about the Lord who has forgiven us of our sins and offered us eternal life. In contrast to the world, a Christian witness is to be offered 24-7 at all times, 
and specifically by our words and by our actions. Now, it doesn't mean we'll be on a street corner somewhere shouting the news of salvation, although it might. It means we live our lives in such a way that those around us, no matter who is it, who it is, sees testimony of our faith in God. You and I witness to not you and I witness to Christ not by giving testimony to facts, but to the truth. We render testimony to not only what we have seen in our hearts, not only answered prayers, not only the movement of God in our lives, but also what we have read in scripture and we have heard in tradition. We testify to our faith more effectively in our actions than in our words. Sometimes we use the phrase, put your money where your mouth is. In other words, we can't be all talk. Our faith has to show in the way we live our lives, the way we live faithful discipleship in Christ. And unlike a witness in a courtroom, a witness to Christ serves as his ambassador in the world, effectively making the Lord present to everyone we meet. We can see God's people down through the centuries, not only in the Bible, but in the lives of the saints and how they were called to be witnesses, sometimes costing their lives. They declared the truth and faithful God that we too know and have experienced. This declaring is not only in word, but was how they lived their lives. By our baptism, we are called and chosen to be as witnesses. Throughout, one thing, throughout scripture, one thing is clear. God says this, Jesus says this, you did not choose me, I chose you. God does the calling. God does the calling and drawing his people near and they in turn go on to declare his truth. So there's no mistaking this. If you're baptized and you're, and you're in this room, you are called. You're called to be his witness. Once we share our witness with someone, it is God who calls them to believe, not the person who is the witness. The role of the witness is simply to share all that we have seen and heard and experienced, to live it out in a daily witness by our actions. God does the changing of hearts. That's on him. And it is worth noting that all who know him are to proclaim him not just a certain talented or chosen few. And that frightens some of us. But few of us are theologians or apologists or biblical scholars. So we fear answering questions someone might ask about the faith. Maybe we wouldn't know it. St. Paul VI once said, modern people listen more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. And if they do listen to teachers, it's because they are witnesses. About a year after moving here to Fort Walton, I took up playing this game called disc golf. I don't know if maybe if you've heard of it or not. Um, you know, it's kind of like playing golf with Frisbees, except it's a disc. I got to admit to you, I've never been good at throwing discs or Frisbees. I, I was always the one who couldn't get it there. But I gave it a try. And before I played, I, I could tell you very little about the sport. I couldn't even really tell you the basics. I just knew you threw a disc into something. And even after I, I played a couple of times, I really wasn't very good at it. I was still trying to figure it out. But I got better with practice. 
also began playing with Matt Walker, who has played for years and knows the sport inside and out. Playing with him really has made all the difference in the world. I mean, up until then, I had met people in stores who gave me tips and told me pointers, but Matt was the real deal. He wasn't just a teacher, but he was a witness of the sport because he knew it so well. I mean, he not only knew the rules, but he played it. People listen to us when we are authentic, when we share what we truly believe and what God is doing in our life. So even though we're not theologians or biblical scholars, it doesn't mean that we can't know our faith well enough to explain the experience and relationship that we have with God. It's through prayer, through reading and studying in scripture and by sharing our experiences that we become more equipped to be the witness that God is calling us to be. You shall be my witnesses is applied not only to the apostles, but to every Christian. God does not restrict that. Yet, just as the signs of credibility are not separable from the witness who is Christ, and just as they are not separable from the permanent witness, which is the church, so they are usually are not separable from the individual Christian witness. Therefore, the role of the, of the witnesses is to realize a presence within themselves and to transmit that call. Witnessing to Christ is so important that it constitutes the Christian's primary, their first vocation or calling in life is what we are called to be as a Christian first. This first calling is to live and transmit Christ through the calling or role of our second calling in life, which is usually whether we're single or whether we're married, and then on to what we do as a living. And this special sacrament of Christian witness is confirmation. And because this demands the full commitment of a person, confirmation is also the sacrament of Christian maturity. The Holy Spirit comes in and offers to make a person strong, docile, a committed believer. Witnessing is, first of all, a question of what one is rather than, than what one does. To be a Christian wholly given to Christ by that very fact is to bear witness to the faith. This is to let one's light shine among people. In Christianity, we need good witnesses. The faith has to be caught rather than taught and is normally caught by someone who already is caught up by it. So we have to be caught up in our faith. And what we're called to do by Jesus himself can cause any of us to feel overwhelmed and afraid. Be not afraid, my brothers and sisters. God has given us the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ went so that the Holy Spirit could come and strengthen us. Each one of us receives that in baptism and confirmation. Each one of us has that. In scripture, Paul told the younger Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, of self-control. We have been given that same spirit in baptism and by our confirmation. God goes with you, so be not afraid.